welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I am Ellie Herringshaw, and I am in the Born Into Royalty studio again with my friends, Bethany Jackson and Tom Preston. Thanks for coming back, guys. Yes. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. If you didn't get to listen to the last episode, um, we talked about um, how... Bethany and Tom and I went to New York City to reclaim New York City and how that was like a really awesome experience and we talked about memories and some things that that I took away from that trip Um, and today we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about what it's like to be on the other side of reclaiming when um, when I was going through my divorce last year I um, I found many places and things that I needed to go back and take back for myself. And that's what I called reclaiming. And I really tried to um, bring friends and family with me to make new memories in those places. So a lot of those places and things were reclaimed with um, people that I call reclaiming buddies. And Bethany and Tom were some wonderful reclaiming buddies that I brought along with me. I want to hear from you guys what is reclaiming Tom everyone's looking at me <laughs> Tom huge you have crowd some, here you have Tom some, uses big words and you have some good insights on reclaiming you so do. much pressure <laughs> <laughs> excuse me uh, reclaiming I think to me at least in its simplicity is reprogramming your emotional and psychological triggers rather than retrieving negative emotions that are attached to that same experience you find or you enter into the experience again to generate new sort of memories or emotions that you equate with that exactly Mm -hmm. that's exactly it yeah um i would say in addition to that in addition to literally just reprogramming your brain to not be sad or scared or, you know, upset by or about a certain thing that you used to love. Um, The idea of stepping directly into something that scares you um, or that makes you sad instead of shying away from it, that that experience, that, that initiative allows a much deeper level of healing than you could maybe achieve um, if you just tried to push that away. Yeah. Um, a little bit like, and I don't know if you've talked about this on your podcast before, but the, like the idea literally of almost like exposure therapy, you're like, that scares me, that triggers bad thoughts. I'm going to go straight into it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, cleaning out the cut a little bit deeper, Mm -hmm. which hurts more, but, but it allows. Yeah. It's sort of the idea that it's kind of fighting the like time heals all wounds and it's sort of taking the control over Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So maybe it is true that time heals all wounds, but I didn't, I didn't want to allow time to be the only factor of my healing, Mm -hmm. like allowing time to Mm -hmm. pass. You're taking initiative yourself to do something to help it. Right. Right. And to allow more healing. Yeah. So in doing that, I, really tried to bring people in with me that were emotional support and um and those people i called reclaiming buddies or dairy support what dairy support meaning ice cream oh yes 
lots and lots of ice cream was consumed in the healing from my divorce. <laughs> and lots of... Lots. Many cows were milked in the process of this. <laughs> it's like no cows were injured, but many were milked. <laughs> many, many, many. Yes, so reclaiming is helpful and also ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Is and it can be really fun. Ice cream I'm probably is jumping ahead. Really yeah, no, fun. talk about that. Talk about that a little bit. Talk about how reclaiming is fun. Oh, not ice cream. Well, ice cream I is wanna, fun. <laughs> they kind of I want to hear. I want to hear from you guys. What was your experience of just being on the other side? I obviously, I did this for me, mm-hmm. but a lot of it was just like us hanging out. Right. That just happened to be reclaiming events. Right. But um, so I also kn- I know what it was like for me to be stepping into something really hard and you guys were on that other side to right. watch me step into something hard yep right it it never i mean overall the main you know the main emotions uh for me i mean it's hard to see your best friend do something hard but it's it was primarily it, looking back it was fun um, we had a lot of good times. We laughed a lot. I mean, part yeah. of the part of the point was to have fun, and so we literally would. We would have fun, and it wasn't like forced fun that we felt like we had to have. Um, that's part of I think picking your reclaiming buddies is picking people you know you will have actual fun with, not like yeah, we're gonna go here and we're gonna have fun. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have I have a blog post about um, um, the different kinds of reclaiming buddies, and I'll link that in the show notes. So you guys can see it. There's a lot of different kinds of people that I would sometimes bring along to different events. And some of those people were like just to help me laugh or to um, or to be there emotionally while I would be like on the verge of tears constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was fun. It was sometimes hard, but um, it felt fulfilling. I think there's even something maybe, I don't know if this is, I don't want to say it's selfish, but to like be a part of something that you know is good and to like, I don't know what I'm saying exactly. So I guess like it feels fulfilling on our end. It it felt fulfilling on my end to be a part, like to know that I was aiding in something. So I don't know that I would say, yeah, like, oh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would say just like practically, I guess I would, um, I made a spreadsheet of all the places that I needed to reclaim. And then when I would think about a place or sometimes I'd just like, I, I would keep it on my phone and I would just look at my phone and to, to see like, oh, I need to go back here. Um, and, and then I would be like, reach out to people and be like, hey, do you want to come reclaiming with me? I want to go to this place or I want to do this thing. And I would sort of build myself up in, um, in feeling ready and feeling excited to go back to a place and um and so that was more like practically I would mm-hmm. I would really create an event like mm-hmm. I really tried to be strategic and saying this is a day that I'm going to go back to this place yeah and and then I would invite people there with me mm-hmm. so that's um yeah that's that's sort of like the practical side of mm-hmm. of how I went about it and that would often be including you guys mm-hmm. in that but and that's actually something that I that okay. was interesting is like you wanted you you would go into this saying we're going to reclaim this there were a couple times when you felt like you know what I don't feel like for some reason I don't feel like that was reclaimed that's okay we'll do it again like it wasn't yeah, like yeah and that may be hard but but yeah. um yeah I never felt pressure to like 
do a certain thing or behave a certain way in order to make it quote unquote work okay yeah if that makes sense yeah totally I I knew that I needed to talk about um the memories that I would have with my ex-husband in these different places and um and some of those were often like sometimes really angry and sometimes like really happy and like remembering the really good times that I had with him there so what was it like for you guys being on that side of it, like hearing sort of the range of um, of emotions, I guess? It was, I mean, knowing you really well, it was never like, oh my gosh, she's sad. What do I do? You know, it's like yeah. that's, but, but there was, I mean, there was one night we were at uh, WA Frost mm-hmm. and in St. Paul. Paul and we were there and I don't even, I think we had maybe, were we there because we were planning to reclaim it or did we? We were reclaiming we it. Were, we were yeah. planning on reclaiming yep. it. And then it started to rain super, super hard. And we were sitting on the patio. And we were sitting on the patio. <laughs> and so we were, like, scrunched up underneath this little awning. I was, like, in half of my chair and you yeah. were on half of your chair. Yeah. And um, and then you it kind of took a turn and you started talking about this time that you were, I think, dancing in the rain. Mm-hmm. And it was a, like, really beautiful, romantic memory. And the way that you were talking about it, it was sort of weird because I was, like, this is a beautiful memory. Like, this is a very, mm-hmm. very beautiful, precious, wonderful memory. Right, and that's and that sort of goes down to the core of what I want reclaiming to be for others, too, is not to go back and bash those memories because they were real mm-hmm. and to not allow the reality of the situation, which was that he was unfaithful to me the entire length of our marriage, to not allow the reality of something like that to hinder you from or to 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 shadow the love because you I had actually, real love yeah right it was real for you exactly exactly and so walking in bitterness and resentment towards him when there was times where I was very angry but allowing that to be the overarching emotion was only hindering me from experiencing a full life and then in in not experiencing a full life, that also goes down to like not allowing myself to go back into a restaurant. And I don't want anything to keep me from experiencing fullness. So I don't want anything to keep me from going back into that restaurant. <laughs> that's right. So I would that yeah. So that that's why I would want to go back to those places. But yeah, it was sometimes it was sometimes weird. I would even catch myself like talking about those fond memories and be like oh, wow, I actually really did love him. Like, I actually, <laughs> like that was really real wow, moment okay, for me. That was yeah, really romantic. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, that particular time, I, I mean, I remember I remember reclaiming W.A. Frost with you and then and talking about that time because that's like the day we started dating and he, it was like raining really hard. And yeah, I mean, there was just so much around that that um, sometimes those floods of memories would come and it's almost like, keeping them inside and holding them in was only I, I just needed to talk about it I needed mm-hmm. to get it out and I go to therapy but it's really expensive to talk <laughs> about all those memories with a therapist <laughs> so that's why you have friends kids <laughs> that's why you got friends yeah, that's why you got friends um I don't know if that made sense no it's totally that totally made sense um there was times where I would feel like um like I was being selfish in going back somewhere um, of knowing that I was needing to reclaim something, of feeling like, 
okay, so I need to sort of like specify that this is sort of for me and I need to do it and thank you for being a part of it. But um, so there's sort of an expectation on my end, I guess, that I that like I was kind of going to kind of be the center of attention. And sometimes I'd feel bad about that, but I knew that that's what I needed. And we knew that that's what you needed. And so it never felt like you were dominating because if we were just going to get together, the three of us and go to a restaurant and it turned into that, Mm -hmm. it could be one thing, but we knew that that was the purpose. I mean, I I never was like, it never even occurred to me like, oh, Ellie's dominating the Thomas is nodding. Thomas is nodding. <laughs> That's good. What do you think, Tom? I agree. Yeah. That's, that's good. So as a person needing to reclaim things, don't worry. Like, if you've got the right reclaiming buddies, don't worry. All you out there, don't worry that it's about you because, <laughs> because it is in that moment. And that's okay because that's how life is sometimes. Because times are hard. Yeah. So I guess... What would you say to somebody who is who is in your shoes, like that is going through, that's watching somebody go through something hard and you care about them? What so advice would you what give? What would I give? Sure. So what would I, what, what, what advice would I give to someone who is fulfilling the same role that I fulfilled in this particular story? Yeah. The, like Samwise Gamgee. The Samwise Gamgee. The yes, friend, talk the sidekick. About, talk about Samwise. Samwise Gamgee. Well, <laughs> there was a couple times that you said that. You were like, you're my Samwise Gamgee. And I was a Lord of the Rings nerd. <laughs> you are. A Lord I of the Rings nerd. am at heart. Not in what I wear anymore. <laughs> Whoa. So I, yeah, Tom, I did have a Marion Pippin shirt that I wore like a lot in ninth grade. I don't know what that is. That's okay. Actually, it's not really okay. Um, anyway... So, it's not okay. but, but, you know, as cheesy as it can sound and not to knock the, those movies, but it can, it can be cheesy to, you know, you quote the, I can't carry it. For, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he carries him up the mountain. But that's, that is, that is actually a very good analogy because you, you want to take your friend's pain away. You want to, you want to somehow just like take it and like maybe carry it for a while or maybe you know throw it in a river or just like take it away from them and sometimes you feel like being there for them should do that like I'm here I'm bringing you chocolate I brought you green curry I made you you what I'm fixing it whatever it is yeah you're fixing something you're yeah you want to fix it you want to take their pain away and fix it and you can't does not work that way um but you have to Trust the knowledge that your being there actually does help, even if you can't, like, actually take their pain away. Even if you can't take it away at all, even if you can't even lessen it, it still somehow helps them that you're there. Um, And you won't always know what to say, and you're going to probably struggle to feel like, I don't know how to help. I don't know what to – I did – was that the best thing to say? Was that the best thing to do? I don't know. Should I do it? Should I not? And – a lot of times that person may not even know what they need. And so sometimes yeah. you just have to like make a decision and say, this is what I think you need. And here. Yeah. And, and I know I struggled a lot with feeling like just not knowing, like, I don't know if that was right. I don't know if this is helpful. And I can't look to her for reassure, like, Oh, am, you know, am I doing a good enough job yeah. being your sidekick? You know, you can't do that. Um, I mean, you can, but it's not helpful. And so you just got to do the best you can and trust that, that yeah. it does help. That's my advice, I guess. Yeah, that's good. Tom? Tom? 
<laughs> Bethany and I, Bethany and I differ in that I have no, I still have absolutely no experience with the previous events. Yeah. So for me, it was totally about objective listening. Yeah. So we'll we'll backtrack again. Um, yeah, Bethany, Bethany and I were friends when I was married. We were at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and I I met Tom just just after. I discovered the affair and um, when the divorce was just beginning. So it was very, it was very fresh. And so our, our friendship has only been in the, in this, this like <laughs> the, the, the post mm-hmm. discovery time. Uh, so for me, it was more just like being available, just listening. I didn't feel like I had any direction to give you. Mm-hmm. And if you said, what do you think? my response was p- completely objective it was just sort of an accumulation of my perspective or my projection mm-hmm. of what may or may not have led to your feelings um that perhaps you hadn't considered mm-hmm. um, yeah you weren't and maybe that's why for me there was so much I don't want to say so much, but maybe that's why for me there was less pressure than Bethany per, per, per chance felt in that she, you guys had this strong friendship. So she yeah. was going, I want to take your pain. I want to give you answers. And I was going, I don't know what you need and I don't know what you want. So if you can tell me <laughs> what you need or what you want, great. And if you can't, cool, I'm listening. And when you figure it out, say, hey. And here's ice cream in the meantime. <laughs> in, in the meantime, I will distract yeah. with ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tonight cookie dough. Yes. <laughs> to the tonight dough. The tonight uh, dough, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, and I think part of that is the difference between Tom and I's personality, and part of it is the difference in the roles that we filled. You know, like yeah. there is sort of a, like the sidekick, the bet, like we, we lived together. I was always there. Yeah. He was always available, pretty much. You know, he was he was willing to always be there, but... Um, so as and the reclaiming buddy, puzzles. yes, very good at puzzles. Ooh, I yes. don't know. Can you be good at puzzles? Yes, you, yeah, can, you can, and you are. And we were good at puzzles at like three in the morning. I was right. good at sleeping on the couch while you guys made puzzles. <laughs> I'm just gonna rest my eyes for a minute. <laughs> mm. This is the thing that happened. Yes, we did a puzzle, a very hard, depressing puzzle together, and of my face in five years. <laughs> no, it was an it was a. Of an old man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another time. Is the story of the puzzle. Oh, the puzzle podcast. Oh man. Oh yeah. We could tell. We could tell the puzzle story really fast. About the missing piece. Yes. Spoiler yeah. alert! There was a Spoiler missing piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Basically, was I knew. It is a bit applicable in that no matter what situation you're in. You may not have or you may not find all of the answers. Like as much as you want to help whoever it may be, Ellie in this case, or, you know, if you're a listener that's venturing into unexpectedly venturing into these deep waters, that chances are you will not find all of the pieces and you Mm -hmm. will not have all of the answers. And that's sort of the beauty in life is going, okay, well, I don't have these pieces. So what? What do I do with this empty space? How do I fill it with beautiful things rather than anger yeah. and resentment mm-hmm. and all of that? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Preach. Yeah. So I bought this. Pu- <laughs> 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 nice guys. <laughs> 
I bought this puzzle after I had finished um, Pippin, which was the musical that, that Tom and I met at. And my therapist told me and my parents told me, hey, maybe don't do theater for a while. It was like a security blanket kind of. Like, mm-hmm. get a hold of yourself. <laughs> Pull yourself together. And so I decided to – so I bought a puzzle in the, the, the hopes to fill my time with – doing this hard depressing puzzle so it was so depressing and at that time it was a really it was a sad it's a sad looking puzzle so in that time I um I wasn't sleeping well at all I was sleeping like three maybe four hours a night can I just ask did you pick that puzzle because like you were depressed when you went to the store and it just like felt how you felt exactly that is exactly (laughs) what happened I went to I think I can't even remember maybe it was I don't think it was Target. It was some toy store. And I just looked at the wall of puzzles, and I was like, mm, too happy. Doors, like, or, like, this beautiful scenic scene. I was like, no, 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 no. I want this depressing black and white puzzle. <laughs> so that's what I bought. Okay. And um, and so I just started working on it and then um, f- discovered that Tom liked puzzles and Bethany liked to – hang out with me when I was sad (laughs) so the three of us would spend time (laughs) you were you're also good at puzzles but Bethany needs much more sleep than I do Mm -hmm. and more color her her eyes need more rest (laughs) her eyes need more rest and so and and so late late at night or early 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 in the morning was not the best time to work on the puzzle for Bethany um but turns out it was it was helping me avoid something that I really probably needed which was sleep and my bed but, but was those trying, were was difficult things. For they you were at difficult that time. things. Drastically trying to avoid them. So, so I got very little sleep, and the puzzle aided in that. But as I was as I was finishing it, I realized that there was a we realized that there was a, a piece missing, mm-hmm. and it was totally gone. It was just gone, and I was so sad. Mm-hmm. So then I called. No, my dog did not eat the puzzle. It, she may have. You can't. I know that. don't believe that she would do that. My dog is on my side. <laughs> so your Maybe dog wants to teach you a, a lesson. lesson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if that's She's how it works. beyond her years. <laughs> so, so I emailed the company, told them to send me a new puzzle, and they did. They sent a new puzzle. We were so excited. But, like, you had to, like, write in the, like, like the num- like the serial number. like When the, you bought it. When I bought it, like, the month that it was that it was released or whatever. So the idea was that it was going to be the same stamp of the same puzzle. Anyway, we get it. And it was not. It was not the same stamp of that puzzle. So I couldn't fit that piece into. Anyway, it was very depressing. And um, and it was just more of that symbolism that, like, this isn't always, it, like, not everything comes to a completion. Like, not everything it mm-hmm. can be tied up in this beautiful bow and like mm-hmm. saying like okay that door is closed yep i'm it's healed over. now so so that that puzzle is actually hanging in our house bethany and i live together that's i it's hanging in our house with that little piece missing and mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's part of life that things just aren't always totally mm-hmm. complete and that's so frustrating to somebody who like I mean, I was going through this divorce. I wanted things to be, like, finalized, and I wanted it to be over, and mm-hmm. I wanted to move on. But there's always going to be a little bit, a little piece in me that is, mm-hmm. that was my life. That's my, my marriage. Mm-hmm. There was a, there's, there's a little bit of a missing piece there. And that can be okay. 
challenging, but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think Bling ate the piece. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's Did okay. you draw a little smiley face in the empty spot where the No, I is? didn't, but I should. That's a good yeah. idea. That's a great idea. So, Bethany, you're, you guys were talking about, like, a little bit of more of your personalities and stuff. And obviously, you know, you're my best friend. You were the first person I told about the affair. Mm-hmm. Um, and how was it for you to be um, – did you have somebody that you could process this with to be like, because you were going through this too, mm-hmm. of being, taking the brunt of a lot of this, mm-hmm. a lot of this processing that I was having to do. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm asking is, did you have somebody that you were able to process with to like relieve some of that tension mm-hmm. that I was placing on you? You're so empathetic. So how, what was that like? There were a few times, I mean, my I, my parents are amazing, and they were aware of the situation, and they're super, super wise, so there were a lot of times that I would... And they were the second... And they were the second people They were the second people, the second people yeah. I told, yeah. yeah. Um, the there Jacksons. were times when I would... And, and like I said earlier, the whole, like, the desire to take the pain away, sometimes I yeah. actually would try, and you really do, and, and that's, I think, natural and okay. I wouldn't say don't try to do that, but you do end up with pain of your own. Like, you, you yeah. try to take their pain, and then it's your pain, and, and that's it's a beautiful thing, but it's, it is hard. And, um, but I will say there was, I mean, also Tom was one of those people. I called him crying one night. I was like, I'm just sad and everything is hard. And he was like, well, you know, you're trying to be a sponge for Ellie's pain. And sometimes you got to squeeze your own sponge. And I was like, you're so wise. I'm a full sponge. Super wise sponge bobbing. (laughs) But that's true. I mean, you really do feel like that. You're kind of trying to soak up some of their pain and then you have to do something with it. You, you know, you, it can it it can overflow on you as well and that's you know to be expected and okay and part mm-hmm. of the process and um yeah I would just make sure to to process as I needed to with other people um, yeah because that's the beautiful thing about human relationships is mm-hmm. that it's so multi-dimensional and yeah um and there were times you know when you were feeling good or strong or or um you know, on, on, on an upswing maybe where you were able to then somehow weirdly take some of that, like you would ask how I was doing with helping you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because it's not like I needed to hide that. Any, yeah. any pain or insecurities or whatever. Yeah, I knew whatever. that it was taking an emotional toll on right. you too. <laughs> yes, you knew it was taking yeah. an emotional toll on me and you would ask. So you were even somehow one of those people, which was cool. And um, you can't necessarily expect that from someone yeah. who's going through something like that, but. Um, it was definitely necessary because yeah. it's if you're if you're putting so much energy into being there for someone it's so worth it but it's it can be really draining and then you yeah. feel selfish having it feel draining on you you're like I shouldn't feel draining I my pain is not anywhere near as bad as hers and so it shouldn't matter you know mm-hmm. that's the kind of thought process but um but that doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. You know, yeah, the, the, yeah. the stress and the pain of being there for someone is real, even though it may not be as bad as having your husband yeah, cheat on and, you. Yeah, <laughs> pain is not comparable. Like, right. I've always said that. Like, you can't, you can't compare these two things, and, it, and it's relative to your experience. Right. So mine was, like, so incredibly intense. And, but, but, but then see, watching somebody go through that has that same sort of effect. Right. And just because and it may not be as severe or as acute or as yeah. long-lasting doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Not at all. Not at all. And so deal with it and don't 
try to shove it away because you think it shouldn't matter because your friend's going through something yeah yeah were there times where you when I first like explained reclaiming to you what were what was your because I knew I knew just sort of in my gut that this is something that I needed to do this is a way that I needed to like process and heal how was it for you guys like hearing about it did you think I was crazy no no I was there like at the very beginning process when you yeah. were trying to like put words around it. So at first I wasn't sure what you were getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize at first that it really was something as practical and tangible as like, we are going to go to this place because I have memories there. Like yeah. that's, it's, there's actually a lot of simplicity to it, but as you were formulating that mm-hmm. and why you needed to do it, um, it took a little bit yeah. and I was sort of like, what does this mean? And then I was like, oh, I get it. And it started because we were driving past some restaurant in St. Paul and you were like, oh, I used to go there with my ex-husband. We should go there. Reclaimed. Yeah. And like, then that was that. And that was like the first time you <laughs> yeah. heard me say that. It was probably the first time I said it. Mm-hmm. It was. Too, of saying like. And it was kind of born out of that because you yeah. were like, wait, why did I say that? And what does it mean? And here's, yeah. this is a thing. And ooh, I should do it. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, like I said, like in my gut, I just knew that I needed to like exercise it in some way and it was something important yeah what about for you tom i wasn't there but i but i talked to you about it <laughs> right i mean i remember yeah but for me there was yeah. um there wasn't like an experience in that okay. moment so i was like ah oh, okay all right great yeah let's do wherever well, you want to go yeah. okay cool <laughs> we can hang out and then yeah <laughs> you get do a rotisserie chicken and go to rice park and <laughs> that's exactly what we did oh we went yes we got a rotisserie chicken and ate it and at ate rice it park outside in the winter at rice park was the rotisserie chicken part of the reclaiming or was that no, just no, no, because no. tom no. was hungry, was <laughs> hungry. <laughs> and it was late at night obviously and what else are you gonna get besides a rotisserie so was i, I here to... i feel like i was you here. were probably at the studio yeah and then and then I we were to supposed to hang park. out, but you wanted, yeah, yeah, and I was late. And, and I wanted eaten. to reclaim Rice Park at night, which is like a thing, and it was that was on my list, and so then we did it, and that included a, a rotisserie chicken for some reason. El pollo yeah. loco. <laughs> you know what? I have a photo of that, and I will absolutely include that photo in this yes. in this vlog <laughs> or in this podcast. Well, thank you guys so much. Like this was, I think wonderful things I I I would I have some wonderful friends and a lot of friends that were there for me and you guys are two of them and I have wonderful friends that listen to this that were also there and to help me reclaim and um we just happen to be like a cool dynamic and that's why you're here but yeah the rest of you aren't good enough to be <laughs> that's not podcast. true <laughs> Tom just has fancy microphones and Tom that's actually why we're here <laughs> and he was we were the it was there was I mean I think it was that, like what yeah. we talked about earlier the like combination of what yeah what I did and yeah. what, like you know my role we were a good we were a, good, a really good dynamic for sure yeah yeah so but I just thank you guys for being there and for being available like when you if if you're listening to this and you're somebody who has a friend that's going through something really crappy mm-hmm. um try your best to show up mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. even if you're worried you're not going to do it right yeah just being there mm-hmm. um so often we go through things where we feel like we're alone and um and that's just that's one tactic that I think the enemy tries to bring into this is is helping is making us feel like we're isolated Mm -hmm. and then 
the anxiety and depression kind of keeps that in a cycle. Mm -hmm. So if you're a friend of somebody that's going through something challenging, show up. Mm -hmm. And if you are going through something really hard, keep asking your friends to be there because they really do love you. Send them to reclaiming.com. Yes, reclaimed.com. Reclaimed. (laughs) Send them to reclaimed.com. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And um, because we're not alone. And if you are also listening and you're a woman in the Twin Cities, I have um, the Reclaimed community, and we're going on reclaiming adventures together. So if you need other people, other women that are also going through hard stuff, and you want a reclaiming buddy, I'm your girl. Let's go. See, I didn't know anything about this, but that's a genius idea because sometimes new people are easier to build fresh memories with than the people that have been with you. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. There's Yeah, there's a huge place for that. Yeah, which is part of the reason that I wanted to do the group. Yeah, that's great. It's because you were somebody that was completely new Mm -hmm. in it, and I could... Mm-hmm. make a new memory and then feel feel the freedom to talk yep. about those old memories there too so so please join the group and thank you guys for yeah. talking and being honest with me i love you boop, boop. let's go to new york again too. oh my gosh i just please. got back yeah well, i know i know tom <laughs> we get it you have other friends whatever <laughs> he has a life <laughs> And thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed podcast. For more information about reclaiming, visit reclaimed.com. That's R-C-L-A-I-M-E-D.com.